Thanks for listening to For Crying Out Loud on Podcast One. Hey, everybody. We have a really good show for you. We talked with Gary um, and his um, being a husband and a father and the trials and tribulations. Well, basically fighting how he fights with his wife is basically what we got. Yeah, and how I fight. We talked about like relationships yes. and how how having a kid – Baby, toddler can affect That's right. your relationship. It was super interesting. But mm-hmm. first, do you own or rent your home? Sure do. I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Hey guys, Michael Malice here. Be sure to check out my weekly podcast, You're Welcome with Michael Malice, now on Podcast One. You might know me from my terrible Twitter, my horrible books, or the nonsense I spout on podcasts like Rogan and Glenn Beck. It's all there. Are you black-pilled or white-pilled for the future of the UK? What is a man? <laughs> what is a man? What is a no? What I, is the, I, are you white pilled or black pilled? No seriousness, girl. No, no, no. I love the Jesse Lee piece of question. The fact that you discovered that gives me hope for some of the things that I've still got that are missing. Well, if you need James G. Blaine's autograph, you are welcome to it. Of course, being the co-author of How to Have Impossible Conversations makes you the perfect guest for this train wreck of a show. Uh, I, <laughs> new episodes are available every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. You are welcome. Made a decision. I'll face the sunny side head on. I had a vision of what it might be like. Hey, everybody, welcome to For Crying Out Loud. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Let's say hi to our. our Favorite people right off the bat. Liz, she's really sassy. Mm-hmm. Amanda and Casey, not as sassy. Still good people. <laughs> Jennifer, don't fall. Mm-hmm. Sarah. Stefano. My paisan. Leslie. Stop it. Stop coughing. Alicia. Escalante. Aaron, who does this? Amy, she's so nice. No, she yeah, she is. <laughs> Michelle McKibben. <laughs> Kelly Branch, she's your aunt. Rebecca Lubin. She's Ishan so cute. He's so hot. Stephanie Stinker Rinker. Missy and Gabby. Mm-hmm. Missy, I miss you. Gabby. Mm. I love Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen Skater Girl. Krista, get the strap. Hero. Everybody loves you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to hear from us. Why do you need to hear from us? I know. Getting loved yeah, on all day long right. by your family. Mm. Kelly, Luther, Vandross, Valerie hits it out of the park. Polly, we love your pancakes. Athena, you're a good dancer. Mm-hmm, she is. More of that, please. Show some more. Yeah. I want to see you dance. Elizabeth, we have a lot of kids. A lot. A lot. Jacob, you're growly. Sandra, it's not easy being green. Fault fought the law. You know what happened. <laughs> Ashley, she's so chic. Vivian got a, went to the barber. And Sue Calza- Calzones. Calzones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Woo. what's up gary's back gary is back what's up how's it going guys? gary's back That's hey right. why uh I, i've noticed it twice in a row now why, what's with the one where you guys say get the strap krista get the strap i don't know you know what that means last name's Stroop. you know what that means what no it means get a gun oh no we're thinking of an old school like you know like how people spank you with a strap sure yeah 
But if you listen to like any hip hop music, get the strap definitely means oh. grab a gun. Well, wow. clearly, have you met us, Gary? We're not. It's all good. Artists. You guys, uh, you guys mentioned Stephanie Stinker Rinker <laughs> on our show. We call her Ice Ice oh. Rinker. Oh, okay, oh. okay. Aw, Stephanie, she's making the rounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's your Patreon person too. Uh huh. Yeah, she's she whoring she's it up. Spreading the she? love for everyone. That's yeah, so cute. She's we love best. her for it. Yeah. What, Gary? What's been going on? Uh, you know, as as the world has slowly opened, we've been trying to like find kind of big activities to do for my son because he was shut in. You know, uh, he had the backyard and stuff. He's very blessed, but he was kind of shut in the house or, or within the confines of our property for so long. Um, so we went to Disneyland about a week before the pandemic started. Just on a, I had no idea what was coming, but and he was way too young. But I have a friend who works for Disney, and he was like, "Hey, if you guys want to come this day, you guys can get in for free." So we went, we did that, and then uh, that same friend hit me up last week and was like, "Hey, if you guys want to come, you can come." So we took him to Disney, and all of the Christmas decorations are still up and mm-hmm. a little older now. So we got to do a few rides, and it just absolutely blew his mind. It was so fun. Yeah, yeah he, going to Disneyland for the first time with the kids, is a, it's a blast because they, they're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> they get this look on their face of just pure joy, you know, and it's, it's like, so magical when you don't know how the rides like you, you know, as some comedian used to have a joke about this about you know, now you can see the wires. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're when you're there and all the characters and you don't know how it, it's just all feels like it's magic. Yes, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And and for, to watch it, if you take a very young child, it's and then you take them nine months later, it's a whole different it's a whole watching them do it for the whole first time again, because there's certain things they recognize. But then you walk into a certain, you know, you make a turn that you didn't make the last trip and they're just like, holy right. hell, what is going on here? Right. And uh, this time, um, you know, we, we met up with our buddy who's an employee. So he has to like go in the park with us. And then he, he basically just took us into Main Street. Kind of we chatted for five or ten minutes and then he took off. And while we were sitting there chatting, we'd been in about three minutes at this point. We happened to be standing by the door where all of the characters come out from backstage. So we'd been there about two minutes and he's sitting in a stroller facing this way. And out comes every Disney character. <laughs> Four feet in front of him, and he's just staring there, like just completely starry-eyed. He has no idea what's going on. It was oh my uh, God. that's Aww. the best. I remember when Adam and I took Sunny and Natalia to Disneyland for the first time. They were like three, I think, and they were bundled. It was Disney. I mean, it was Christmas time. They were bundled up in their like little South Park kids in their parkas, you know. And we, the very first ride was the teacups, and they were crying for some – both of them crying in, in chorus like just nonstop. So we get in the teacup and you know how the teacup is. It starts to move slow at first. So it starts to move and then all of a sudden their cries turned into fucking huge laughter like smiles. It was the best first reaction, best first ride ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's the best when they get in. It's, it's awesome. Teacups is the one that he has done more than any other ride because the first time we went there with him, it was kind of the only thing we could do with him. And then this time we added in uh, Dumbo? You know, the carousel. We didn't do Dumbo. We did the carousel and then we tried to do Winnie the Pooh. But he fell asleep while we were in line and then we got really scared because I don't know. I I don't think I'd ever been on Winnie the Pooh before. But it is basically like a psychedelic trip. There's all this super loud music and these crazy lights and colors Mm. and it's really cool. But we became terrified that he was going to wake up in the middle of that and not know what was going on and we were just going to have a meltdown to the car. But we got lucky on that one. Oh, that's good. um, It's a small world? 
Uh, we didn't. We we talked about it. We didn't do that one this time. We took him on the train all the way around the the park, mm. uh, and then carousel. He's a big carousel fan. Ah, oh, that's so cute. We'll take him to outdoor malls to find a carousel if we right. need something to do, like right. drive down to Irvine Spectrum or something yeah. like that. But uh, I do. It's a small world. They yeah. love it. Yeah, we wanted to, but the line was was pretty long. Yeah. Disney's screwed itself up. The fast passes now cost money. It's I know it's ridiculous, and I it's kind of hard to understand. And you know they change mm-hmm. the rules every every week. Right. So you gotta you gotta really be up on those Disney blogs if you want to get in and know what you're doing. Like to get, for instance, to get the passes to like the new Star Wars ride, you gotta be up at seven a.m. waiting on an app and click this button. You have like seven seconds before they sell out. It's insane. Really? Absolutely. At least the last time that I went and I tried to get on that ride, yeah, that was how you did it. We found some TikTok account that explained it all, and I was up and I was I had like one of the last tickets available, and I was sitting there with like an atomic clock and a computer and an iPad. <laughs> I still barely got in. Wow. It's just wow. absolutely. I feel so bad for like some not technologically savvy family from the Midwest that's saving up to come out here and that right. they don't know all this. It's like that sucks for those kids. Right. That's not those parents' fault. Like right. you know, come on. So, yeah. It's just the fact that you have to watch a TikTok account. To right, figure to, out to navigate how to get Disneyland. something right. like already out of the range of most parents right. who are bringing their exactly. kids. Exactly, that, and so sad because it's like I, just because I'm a nerd, I shouldn't, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but that actually is the most normal of the things we've done with him lately. We recently did something that I, if you had told me 15 years ago that I was going to do this, I would have made fun of you for hours. Mm. We took my son to Great Wolf Lodge. <gasps> Nothing wrong with that. You, sure, you know. no, no, nothing wrong with it now. But when you're, if you told a 23 year old Gary Smith, right. like, hey, you're you're gonna go and you're gonna come back and you're gonna be stoked and you're gonna be wanting to go again in oh a few months. God. Like we came home and I got an email. It was like, if you want to stay again, 50 percent off. I was like, say less. Let's do this. <laughs> Me and my wife are looking like, when's Adam going out of town? He's going to fucking Minneapolis in March, isn't he? Uh-huh. Book it. So, and look, it's uh. It's That's exactly awesome. what you think it is, but it's like a it's an amusement park in a hotel, all self-contained. There's a Dunkin' Donuts, there's an arcade downstairs that he loved. There's a little mini bowling alley. It's like it's purpose built for kids. I mean, yeah, is it? Yeah. I've never gone. You've never I'm, gone. I never. I never went. Also, let me say this: it's great for a lot of different ages because they have a lot of th- different levels of sort of rides. So, like the first time Sadie went. I say the first time because she's gone several times. She's mm-hmm. gone with two two times with kids overnight for a birthday, and she's gone for her birthday a couple times. And um, but there's the first time she went. There's an area that's for like I want to say like eight and under. Mm-hmm. There's a whole full on toddler area with like a little wading pool, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And they have like mini slides, but there's like it's basically a splash pad on crack. Yes. Yeah. Which little, little kids can have a great time. And then there's like rides that adults would like or like slightly older kids or, you know, by the time you're like eight, you're fine Mm -hmm. going on those and you climb up ladders and there's someone there and you'd, you know, like it's like a regular water park. And then, yeah, there's and then I I don't know why I was surprised by this, but. There's full bars everywhere, including inside the water park. Oh, really? Yes. I, I don't know why that shocked me. I mean, now it, of course, makes sense to me. You're trying to keep the parents engaged and entertained and spending money. But, yeah, there's a full bar right there at the entrance of the water park. And you're just walking around. You can go walk around the, the freaking the wave with pool a, with oh a pina God. colada if you oh, want to. Oh, why didn't I ever do that? It was, it was interesting. <laughs> wow. It's really and fun. The only problem – 
This oh, is there's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> all okay. the people sharing that water is one big one for me. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But yeah. also, it's, it's super chlorinated. Yes. I wish it was also a little bit warmer. For like it's they say it's it's pretty warm. But it's like eighty. They claim it's like eighty four or eighty six degrees. It's like it's big marketing for them because it says it everywhere. Like they they repeat that number over and over again. I didn't feel that warm to me, but it feels a little colder in there. I don't know. For us, we went um, during the rainstorm that happened over Christmas break, so it was kind of perfect for that because it was all gloomy through the skylights and stuff. But it's still nice in there, you know. Yeah, so yeah. relative so it's indoors. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's all indoor. That's their whole thing. The wow. only problem, yes, it's a completely indoors enclosed water park. Mm-hmm. It's really fun, but the rooms. My issue with it was that the rooms are um, well. First of all, everything's very expensive. But mm-hmm. one trick, if you're going to go there, is to order a pizza from. There's like a pizza place in there. You order a pizza and just bring it to your room. Yeah, it's a great meal. The restaurant itself is very expensive. Very expensive for and not great for what it is. Yeah, mm. and then the rooms that they don't have movies or anything. So like once you're done, I mean, I guess nowadays you could just watch a movie out like on your computer. Oh come on, how you, they don't? I, I've been gone for too long. You got to take your Fire Stick or your Apple TV or something with you and just plug it into the TV. You got home. Home's well, right there. See, you're Gary though. <laughs> Will you plug your fire stick into the hotel TV? Yeah. Well, see, how how do they not have movies in the room? That's ridiculous. How do you not do that? I think they might have like some absurdly overpriced pay per views, but it's. I don't think they, they do. Okay, I I didn't. I see. I didn't look into it that carefully because I do travel with like my Apple TV, so that when I, I can plug in the thing, and then for my kid and my wife. All their shit, their DVR, their YouTube, all the stuff oh, okay. they subscribe to is already there. It just See, makes my life that's so much awesome. easier. You know, that's something that I would have to learn about on a TikTok about going to Great Wolf right. Lodge. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, because the, I was comparing going to our uh, Rancho Relaxo mm-hmm. where it's sim- like it's fun all day when the kids are young. But then also – uh, you get to watch TV. You go back to the room with the kids. They go to sleep, and like Elby and I would watch a movie. Yeah. And I was like, why don't they have movies at Great Wolf Lodge? Right, right. But that makes sense. But then, okay, I don't have a Fire Stick though, so yeah, I have to I bring have a computer. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just too nerdy here, and I know too much. I mean, at Great Wolf, it's easier because their Wi-Fi is like unprotected. But if you show up to a place where it wants you to like put in your last name and your room number, you're gonna have a real hard time getting oh, your really? Apple TV to work. I I ran into that recently, and it took me an hour, but I figured it out. But if it took me an hour, then it's mm. gonna huh. be really hard for most people. Yeah, ain't nobody got that kind of time no. at the Great Wolf Lodge. No, I would just be like, oh, okay, the evening sucks. Go to sleep. <laughs> you guys are tired, anyways, right? I can't, I can't just I can't just sacrifice a whole evening to a two and a half year old. I got to figure out his YouTube setup. I, yeah. I got to get it going. Yeah, but um, yeah, I didn't. We were uh, we were both very. Christmas for us got really screwed up because several people in our family got COVID. So a, oh, no. a call was made. Everyone's fine. Um, a call was made that at the like on the 23rd that we're moving Christmas date TBD. So basically we couldn't go anywhere because right. we had no idea at a moment's notice when the family was going to call for Christmas. So Aww. we had to basically our whole vacation got reduced into like, all right, well, what can we do that's basically <sighs> in Orange County for like one night? Because that's all we can really you know, before right. sacrifice. So we decided on this and we left and we got home and we were nice. excited to get him back there because it was just so perfect for him. Right. There's so right. much space to run around. No one right. looks at you sideways because your kid's screaming and running through the lobby. Like right. everyone expects it. You know? Yeah. So. Yes. How far is it for you? 
15 minutes. I went home in the middle of it and did a podcast. Oh, my God. We were there for one night, and at about 4 o'clock, I was like, I got to go home and do the water cooler Patreon, and it looks like he's circling for a nap. Like, why don't I just go home? I'll be back in under two hours. And we went and did – I did a 90-minute show, and I was back in under two hours. Nice. See, that's a nice perk about living in OC because everything is there. Like you got you got Disneyland, you got Knott's Berry Farm, you got the Great Wolf, but also you got all of the tournaments that my kids are in are all usually in Orange County. Like I yeah. couldn't imagine living there. That'd be so how come there's never ever a tournament in the San Fernando Valley or even in Hollywood or somewhere? Like you know what I mean? Like always driving a million miles. I really don't understand why there isn't more stuff in the valley. Mm-hmm. So many of us live there. It's a very diverse area because you have a lot of different right. neighborhoods. You have a lot of space. You have a lot of gyms. You have right. a lot of – yeah, but they're making you drive all the way out to like yeah. Thousand Oaks. Right. If you oh, yeah. are in the valley, that's like the closest. That's the only thing. Yeah, the Thousand Oaks. Mamba. Uh, what's his name's place? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> The Mamba Academy. <laughs> the Mamba Academy. Yeah. yeah. Which I've been to many times and I love. It's a really nice place. But yes. Um, Gary, you're going to see as your child continues to grow all the things that you thought you'd never do that you're going to be dying to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I already am. I mean, look, it, let's just be real about it. The progressive becoming your parents campaign is the best thing since maybe the I'm a Mac, I'm a PC campaign. It's mm-hmm. just so spot on uh-huh, and, yeah. and perfect. And right. I'm right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I fully admit it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a dad. Yeah. I just remember – I mean, we we talked about this a little bit on our last show, but I remember thinking I will never step foot in a Chuck E. Cheese. That sounds like the most god awful, like mm-hmm. animatrons, mm-hmm. like see, like that sounds like everything I would make fun of my whole life. Right. And, and as you know, I never had that much interest in having kids. Like I was mm-hmm. always, I wanted to be a mom, but I didn't want like to have. I didn't have any sort of. I didn't glorify any part of like right. baby showers or shopping for little kids' clothes or just babies. They right. seemed kind of awful to me mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. But so especially something like that. And then the first time going there and just the whole idea of like, oh, you can give your kids a bunch of tokens and like let them run around and they have the greatest time. Right. And you're sitting at a table eating you pizza. Have to do any- yeah. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will do that every week until they get tired of it. Yes. That's when I discovered Dave and Busters. I was like, wait, what? There's a bar here and I can just sit here for hours upon hours? It's so loud there though. It is. And it's like it's like a casino for kids. Yeah. It, I know. It is. It's so loud it's an though. It's headache. Remember I told you I went there for the first time with that um, – with divorced dad, neighbor, mm-hmm. and – he, I couldn't – we were trying to talk to each other. That's when he was trying to show me his matches yeah. on matched on uh, the mm-hmm. dating apps and it was like we're like having to put our heads almost together like yelling over it. And I was – when we walked out of there, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh Right. God. I know. Yeah. You get instant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have something I have to do today like – and I'm dreading. I have to – so I, you remember years ago before – right before COVID, I bought for Christmas, Natalia, Billie Eilish tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, through SeatGeek, right? OK. So I have – they sent me a thing because it got canceled. Now you have credit through SeatGeek, right? And I'm like, OK, but now we're in the middle of COVID. Where am I you know, going to use this credit? Well, now a year later, 
Sonny wants I I told Sonny like, hey, if you want to go to a Rams game, I got tickets through seat. I could, I have credit. And then he, he I said, so the Rams playoffs are playing. They're playing in the in L A. And Sonny's favorite team is the Rams tonight, right? And oh, tonight they're playing tonight. Okay. So I told him like two weeks ago. There's the Rams game. Don't forget if you want, you know, I got. Well, let's take advantage of it. Okay. So. He doesn't get back to me, right? Until last night. <laughs> and he says, uh, so I got dad to say yes. So dad said he'd take me and a friend. And I'm like, okay. Well, you should have told me this sooner. He's like, well, you know, dad, he was so indecisive and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. Well, now, so I go and I pull up my thing and my, my old email from SeatGeek. And I didn't realize, but it said, you have 12 months to use this credit. Uh oh. Now I'm one month over the deadline. Oh no! And by the way, it's a couple. It's like it's expensive. I got like a, a close to a grand in there in my account. Yeah. And by the way, the pandemic isn't over, and it's not over. Where was I going to go in the last year? Right. Right. So I tried to put in my promo code, and it was like, nope, expired. And I'm like, great. So I talked to like a friend of mine, and I was like. Who knows a lot about the ticket stuff? And he was like, "You gotta call. You gotta call customer service first thing in the morning. Tell them, you know, it's only been blah blah blah." So now I'm like on a deadline that when we get out of here, I gotta call and and make a stink and be like, you know, hey, what? I, this shouldn't expire. We're in the middle of COVID. Like, why? You know, I don't know. But that's what I have to do as soon as the show's over. I have to try and get my money back or get my credit going. And then you have to get tickets to a game that's in four hours? Right. And then I have to get tickets to a game in four hours. That's not going to be a that's – that's going to be a tough putt. I told him. Here's I said, what I would do. Yeah. I would just buy the tickets for the game and then deal with the SeatGeek thing I'm thinking after, about doing that. And then use that for something else. I, I'm thinking about doing that. But like – because tickets are like 83 bucks. They're 100 bucks. Like as really? Of, as of last night, yeah, but they're they're at SoFi way high up, you know? I'm, I'm surprised. I thought they'd even be more expensive though. First playoff game there? I know. But if you go down to like the good seats, they're like, you know, 400, 500, 700. Ooh. By the way, I've been to that stadium a few times. I don't know that the lowest level is the good seats. I know they're the most expensive seats, but the middle is really kind of your your sweet spot. For, that's what I was wondering like, and that's what I was hoping I'm, you would say. I'm telling you, I sat – I'll show you when we get out of here where I sat, but it was kind of dead middle as tar- in terms of like field to the top of the stadium. It was like right in the middle. It was phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look into it. That was my birthday gift this year. Really? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was to a go lot to of fun. a game. Yeah, my dad took me and my brothers to a Charger game. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was okay. super super fun. All right. Okay, um, that's what I'm gonna do when I get out of here. But uh, you know what I'm gonna be wearing when I when I get out of here when I uh, do this? What I'm wearing right now is my Bomba socks. Yes. Yes. I, I, I've told you guys this. All of my socks are Bombas. Now. Me too. I had to get rid of the other stuff. The Target socks had like holes in them. There's Mitch. I, I love Bombas and I got all ankle socks because my kids, me, we all wear the same size. So they all go to the same, like, all, you know, get mixed up, you know, they're easy. Bombas socks are not just like socks, it's almost like a pair of shoes. 
Because yes, that, that's nice. how like supportive they are and how different they feel on your foot. And if you're not wearing those, you just absolutely feel the difference. That's right. And they got the ankle socks. They got the the, the mid calf. They got dress men's dress socks. They have all types of different socks, and they also have shirts and underwear as well. By the way, that are very comfy, and they're all made by super soft materials. Um, and everything, every time you buy a pair of socks, another pair goes to charity, which I love. And um, homeless shelters, and that's why Bombas donates for every one uh, item you buy, which I love. And so far, Bombas customers, uh, like all of us, have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. That's awesome. So go to bombas.com slash FCOL and get 20% off any purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash FCOL for 20% off. That's bombas.com slash FCOL. Um, so, so Gary, what else? Tell us more about <laughs> parenting a toddler. We have a lot of parents of toddlers, by the way. I know. Yeah. it's uh, Look, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's also a beast. I, I've learned – I used a lot of what I learned in this show. You know, Lynette specifically talking about when the kids were four or five and they were given everything on their Christmas list. It's like we started our first Christmas when he was one and a half – second Christmas when he was like one and a half. It's – there's going to be Christmas morning where – at like his grandparents' house where he's going to have a little bit of overload, but then it all goes home and stays hidden and is rationed out. Like he gets his last Christmas gift somewhere around Easter. Yeah. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day maybe if we're in a pinch. So uh, it's just stuff like that. Like for instance, this year, his big gift from his mom and dad or from Santa, I don't know. I, I can't remember how exactly we frame it. Probably Santa. But his big gift from, from us is a uh, a bounce house. Wow. We got him a toddler-sized bounce house. We went to... Uh, we were, we were going out on uh, Halloween and my wife said, uh, there's a house you know, over there in the neighborhood that does it up for every holiday. Like, let's go over there and see what they're doing and that'll be kind of our end point and then we'll turn around and go another way, you know, trick-or-treating on the way home. And uh, we got there and they were – sure enough, they had a toddler-sized bounce house set up in the front yard. They were handing out jello shots to all the parents and they had, <laughs> had a awesome. fire pit in their driveway and they were like, ah, come hang out. And so as it turns out – uh, we didn't know that this – my wife was just going for this house. But as it turns out, the people who live there have a two-year-old girl that's in my son's class. Oh, so perfect. we sort of had seen them around and, and whatever. And we're, we were, we've since started trying to get to know them a little bit. But we kind of hung out there for 20 minutes and decided, well, that bounce house was a huge hit with him. I looked it up. It wasn't crazy expensive. So we got him that. But he hasn't even seen it yet because the weather has been terrible. Right. And, you know, just he's – we're good. rationing stuff That's out. That's good. That's so, smart. Yeah, just uh, trying to, to take the stuff that we've learned from friends and family and listening to you guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that and just trying to enact it as mm-hmm. best we can. Well, that's one thing that you haven't – I don't know – well, if you guys have really had to deal with other parents yet, but you're going to you're gonna start. We're know. getting there. Yeah. We, we're getting we, there. We haven't really had to deal with many other parents because – you know, he doesn't. No one wants to do playdates during COVID. No one wants to. You That's know, right. we talk to people at the sad. park and stuff. You know, we have park friends. Uh, but it's sad. It's, it's, yeah. There hasn't been a lot of needing to like discipline other people's kids or or you know having him. Oh, dis- you will. No, I know. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure we will. Um, Let me ask you this, Gary. Yeah. So. You. It sounds to me like you're a very involved dad. You're like sounds like it's very fifty fifty. Like okay, let's come up with something for the kid to do. But let let me ask you this: Have you found the stress of raising a toddler to cause like more arguments? 
first of all, it's not 50-50 remotely. It's not even close. My wife does way more than I do. Just okay, by the does nature she of- ever get resentful and have it, has it led to any arguments? Because I think – and I'm sh- – I'm sure everything's fine, but I'm just saying I feel like most ma- – what you don't talk about and what we don't talk about enough mm-hmm. is like this kind of stress on the relationship a little bit because there's just a while where it's a lot of fucking work. Oh, fuck And people yes. don't talk about how constantly trying to read each other's minds and but you do this, but you do this and divide and conquer can just wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean – to say that it's not wearing on us would be completely false. It, it certainly is and it's something that I think we're both aware of. The way our relationship works, we don't really fight. That's not how we resolve things really. I mean that's not to say we haven't had arguments but it's like if we get way too stressed, the way we manifest that is not necessarily by screaming at each other. So we've been – Silent treatment. More more so than screaming, yeah. I mean, if one of us will just go quiet for the afternoon or something more mm-hmm. often than we will just start screaming. It's just that's kind of more how we handle it. But I would say we've been very lucky in that that doesn't happen much. It's it's not to say that it's not hard, but I think we both recognize the ways that it's hard on each other and just try to alleviate that as much as we can. You know, I, I well, aren't you guys so no, pleased. we're not. You enjoy it. <laughs> we're enjoy. not. You're both. Um, I, I mean, I like. I know your wife. I mean, I know her pretty well. Yeah, I, she's there. You guys are both very level-headed. You know, there's we, not anybody that's over dramatic. But or, usually, both people don't agree on the silent treatment. Usually, one part, one half the relationship thinks that that's a good way to go, and then the other person goes, "Why are you being quiet? Yeah, that'd why be, are you being quiet? That'd What's be going me on? going silent and her begging me to tell her. But I, you know, it's and then you're like, "Nope, no, no it's, it's fine. Look, it's, is this how it goes? Do you go? No, 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 nothing's wrong." Why do you think something's wrong? And then she goes, Gary, I know you were married. Like you're being quiet. You're being off. What happened? And you're like, why do you think something happened? Nothing happened. Everything's fine. Because you know as a guy that you're irritated and maybe she like barked at you like you're the kid or whatever she did. But you know that it's going to go away. Like you're like, this is not worth having an argument. I'm not going to die on this hill. So like I'm just going to wait to get over it. But sometimes the other half of the relationship is like, no, we're not going to wait for you to get over it. Like I want to know right now. (laughs) That doesn't happen in your relationship? No, it happens. (laughs) No, that happens. I mean, yeah. That's that's me. I'm always like, John, what? What? And then I get more mad that he's mad but that I don't know why he's mad. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like – a detective, like mm-hmm. yes, but John so, and I'm like, well, I don't under. I know that you're acting different. He's like, no, I'm not, and I'm like, yeah. He's like, you don't know. We, you think you know me so well, but I'm like, but I do know you that well, mm-hmm. and you are being quite. What happened? But he doesn't want to tell me because he knows, right, right. He doesn't want to have a big right, fight about right, it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. that and I also know my own psychology and if I'm – if what I'm pissed about is not something that just happened in the last five minutes but something that just in general I'm frustrated about and at this moment it's getting through and bugging me to the point that I am outwardly putting something out that you can notice, I don't want to talk about that because if it's been building up for four weeks and I'm I'm dealing with it, then tomorrow it will just be week four and day two and I'll be dealing with it again and we'll be mm-hmm. fine. Right. Whereas if you goad me long enough and get me to start with this, then you're going to see an explosion over something that's four weeks in the making that you didn't know was a problem. Right. But see, but then uh, why? Gary, let me – go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. I have a question. <laughs> so you, you're you the producer of uh, – well, you're the producer of Reasonable Doubt, which we love. 
big Thanks. fan of uh, Garagos. Um, and you're also producer of the Adam and Drew show, right? Mm-hmm. Do you learn? Have you learned from uh, from being sitting there with them? Have you learned how to like anything from from them as far as relationships, especially Drew, who's been married for so long? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, certainly. Look, there's a reason Drew was the officiant at my wedding. You know, right. That I I very much admire Drew's marriage and the way that he and Susan interact. Uh, you know. It, the way their 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 relationship dynamic is something that I am envious of. It, right. He is very much worships her and you know wants to make sure that they have an open and honest dialogue and that they're on the same team together. And I think that you know having triplets that's kind of essential. Mm-hmm. There's no way to get through that unless you're really you know kind of. But you know, Joy and I really went into this whole thing eyes wide open. You know, we didn't get married until our early thirties. We, you know, didn't get pregnant until our mid thirties. You know, we this was this was a plan. This wasn't, you know, yeah. Let's just see what happens. Like this was there was long discussions. There was you know financial planning. There was all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so but all the best planning still doesn't. So you're still going to argue. You know. Yeah, and we and do. people are different people. Mm-hmm. And we do argue. I mean, it's not that I'm not sitting here trying to suggest that we don't argue. I'm saying we are fortunate to not be. I have. I know. I know plenty of people who the way they show love is by fighting. Like that is like the kind oh, of their yeah. default. Oh God, no. Uh, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, like you know, and like I have. I have friends like my some of my New York friends. Like my best friend, my best man, will tell his wife to go fuck herself, like mm-hmm. to her face, like regular on a regular basis, oh, and God, she'll no. say it back to him. Like mm-hmm. that's. But see, that's normal for them. For yeah, them, that's see, that's very like very that. normal, and it's like. The shit that he will say to her on a Wednesday morning for no reason would send me into relationship counseling. Right. If I said it to my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, but for them, you know, it's different. So it's like, you know, relationships are just different. And we're fortunate that that's not the way that we really resolve issues is not by screaming or, or yelling, you know. And, yeah. and we do as often as, you know, I'm trying to be honest about the fact that I sometimes will, will do this island thing you're talking about. More often than that, it's like, okay, let's sit down and talk about this and let's figure it out. And then it's done in inside voices and maybe not everyone's super stoked the second we walk away, but you know, the next day everyone's moving on. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I think that's a good sign of a solid relationship. And I agree with you. Like the drama is just would be wear on me. And, you know, John will sometimes say to me, if, if I get really mad, he'll sometimes say, you know what you just said to me, like if I said that to you, that would be it. Like you would be filing for divorce. And I'm like, but nothing crazy. I did, don't hit below the belter, but just sometimes I, you know, if I get really upset. But in general, I feel like, I mean, John and I really don't fight very often at all. But it's just interesting that like the dynamics that happen when you're dating can sometimes still be happening years into it. And I get nervous. Like if he's if he reacts like you do, which he does sometimes and just feels like, uh, here's that thing again that she does or whatever. And now I'm going to I'm just annoyed. Mm -hmm. So better to just be quiet about it and be a little bit resentful. But then I'm like. Oh, well, if this has been bru- – like when it finally comes out and he's like, I've been mad about this for a long time. It's like, well, why didn't you say something at the be- – at first? Right. Like why are you still mad? You're still mad about yeah, this. Like, and, he, and then he says like what you say, which is like, well, it's never been a big enough deal for me to like – it's – you know what I mean? Because right. for him, he's like, this is just an annoying thing about my wife. Right. But 
Right. Whatever. What am I going to do? She's not going to change. I'm not going to change her. So I'm just going to be pissed about this for a little bit and then I guess move on. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, but if I hurt your feelings or whatever, just tell me so we can just repair it right now so you don't have to be walking around like right with a low level of pissed off. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, Gary? I do, but you just said that he knows he's not going to change you, so why bring it up? So if you want to have the conversation right now, you might be able to fix it right now, but he's not going to change you, so why have the conversation? Well, because it's what I – I guess it's he's not giving me the chance to change. Oh, so it's about you. It's not about what's frustrating him. It's about him not giving you the chance to change. Well, no, I'm saying because I would like to not do the thing that bothers him. Like there's there's a thing that I do which I'm sure is not going to be shocking to anybody here. It's just like sometimes, especially if I'm feeling uh, – I don't want to say attacked because that's way too strong a word. But like if I'm feeling criticized, even if I'm not being criticized, it's very hard for me to listen. Like I sh- – I like oh, mm-hmm. self-protective mode. Defense like, mechanism, sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of defense mechanisms. Uh, you know, I do think this comes from having grown up with a, a stepfather who is right. awful you know, and a very critical mom. Like I go – I did not become super people pleasery as a kid. I became fight mode like, uh, right. well, fuck you. Right. You know, so I – even though the other person loves me and has my best interest at heart or doesn't even love me, is just wanting to have a regular conversation, mm-hmm. I can get very defensive. Mm-hmm. And obviously John hates that and will often say, just listen. You're not listening to me and I want to do better. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I, he needs to give me the. You know, sometimes yeah. I think he doesn't tell me stuff because he's like, "Well, you're not going to listen." Right. But right. I'm like, "Well, you got to give me a chance. I'm trying to do better." Right. Right. He's like, "Listen, bitch, you already got your AARP <laughs> card. Like, <laughs> when's it getting better?" Well, I think that's look. I, I think there's a difference between something that can be changed and is you know minor, and something that is an inherent character trait of the person you married knowing full well like this is a hardwired part of their dna you might be able to move it left or right a little bit but it's not never going away so it's like maybe you just you knew that and it's just something you struggle with for 45 minutes once a month and then you move on and it's just like is it really worth having going six rounds over that 45 minutes or should i just go into my office and Mm -hmm. fucking watch a sporting event sometimes it's just i think it's in the best interest of the relationship even if it's frustrating to the person who is not getting the satisfaction of the what they what they're asking for Mm -hmm. it ultimately is better off than you guys going for a long knockdown drag out when ultimately nothing it's not a big enough deal you know yeah i don't know i just i cost benefit i cost benefit fighting because i don't think that ultimately anyone ever feels good at the end of a fight at least i don't I agree with that. Well, yeah, but sometimes I don't want to fight. I just want to hear what's bothering him. But maybe I don't. Maybe there's a part of me that's like, if I hear it, I'm not going to be able to change it anyway. So it all makes me so happy. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing, though, Gary. Like the your relationship obviously works really well because you know why teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. Like yeah. you're, but seriously, you guys are clearly like on the same team and both have the same goals and talked it out. So at the end of the day, she knows you love her and want the best for her and the relationship, and she knows you know, and you know she loves nice you person. and doesn't want to be fighting. So I guess 
Mm-hmm. It's hard when two people come into it and there isn't trust or there isn't – or somebody's kind of mean, you know, or somebody really doesn't That's what want I mean. to change both, yeah. and is like not interested in like making you happy. If you know the other person kind of wants to change even though they might not be able to, that right. goes a long way in making you feel like your mm-hmm. marriage works, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean look, it's it... – the the sheer fact of the matter is is that we are doing very well in general and you know another thing to think about is there's a different cost benefit of fighting when you're parenting a toddler versus 3 years ago when we just were in a relationship versus 10 years from now when he's 14 and you know it's just very different it's like i don't fucking have time to fight i don't have the right, energy to right. fight you don't have the energy to fight like right, what, yeah. what are we what are we doing let's right. just try to get through this and get the kid to be 5 so he can go to school and we can watch a movie together right, you know like right. it's just right. we're in the thick of it right now yeah, you are. the things that that seem like Oh, that's annoying. Like that's gotta have. That's gonna have to be a big deal for me to stop and take time on it. Good. Just moving on. Yes. Good. I'm glad you look at it that way because you are in the thick of it, and it does get so much easier every single day as they get older. Oh, it already is. I mean, the sheer fact that he has words for things now that we understand. Maybe you guys wouldn't if he walked up to you and asked you for an alma, which means applesauce. Uh I don't know why, (laughs) but it does, and I know what that means. So if he walks up to me and demands an alma, crying. I can fix that. Right. I can I can I can screw that that screw in. You know, we're good. Oh, so cute. Oh, that's really cute. It's the best. At two when my kid was two and a half, when Elby was two and a half, mm-hmm. I was freaking pregnant with twins and had no idea yeah. what was coming for me. I can't me. imagine. I can't imagine either. It's it, it was insanity. Because you have- me. I'm not somebody who ever should have been having three kids in the first place, especially <laughs> twins mm-hmm. and an older one. But we got through that too. Yeah. I'm always like people go like, oh, my God, twins. How did you do it? I'm always the one that's like, I don't know how you do it when you have a toddler and then you get pregnant all over again and then you have that new – like I didn't get that. I, that's And so that was you. Yeah. The, the twins early years, honestly, I feel like I was in a blackout. Yeah. Like I don't remember stuff. I think it's trauma. <laughs> uh, I know. All, I don't remember like a, a lot of their – I remember so much stuff from Elby being a baby. I remember a lot of her firsts and mm-hmm. you know the twins. It was so much coming at me all at once, especially with Sadie's extra medicals, just not understanding what was happening with her. It was like I just was yeah. so stressed all the time that I don't remember. Right. I know. I know. All I knew was how to keep them on the schedule, how to keep them like fed at the same time, nap at the same time. And people would like – my friends would be like, oh, let him take a nap when he wants to take a nap. Let him eat what they want to eat. They're not hungry. They're not hungry. Like, like screw you. You only have one kid to worry about. Right. I have to worry – You know, I can't like just feed a kid and then – Hope for the best, and the other one. Then the other one's going to be hungry two hours. Fuck that! And then you're constantly trying to figure out what's wrong with each kid. Right? Yeah. No. 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 Mm-mm. You're like, okay, this one's crying, but I. Then you lose track of like when each one had a diaper change. When and then you're like, Sunny's crying, but you're like, you just had your diaper changed, but no, it's Natalia that had. Right. Her, you know, it's right. too much. You got to do much. it at the same time. Yeah, had to, had to, and it makes your life so much easier too when you're on that schedule. But, but uh, how's how's your kid sleeping? Uh, he's he was generally doing very well, and then he got very very sick and was having real mm-hmm. trouble with. He got very bad, like very bad congestion. Kind of 
shockingly, right around the time he started going to school, he started getting sick over yeah. and over and yeah. over and over again. So he's been, uh, it's been a little tough lately. Um, and he's been sort of oscillating back and forth between my wife sort of sleeping with him. Um, and then yesterday, actually, I just changed his crib into the, the crib we have, one side of it comes off, and mm-hmm. then they give you like a little half wall. So it sort of yeah. turns into a bed with a cage to a certain extent so they can't roll out. Right. Boy, did he go nuts when he saw that. Every <laughs> single stuffy he had in the whole house went in there, and it was he was making a fort in there. Aww. He was just ready to go. So I think he's going to be kind of back to that, and we're going to start having to do sort of sleep training with the new – you know, yeah. whatever. And I, not my wife and I were just talking about what that's going to look like because we can't just leave him in there with right. just that. It, his room uh, has a slider on it that it goes out to the outside so it can get a little chilly. So usually we would run a space heater in there, but we can't leave that in there if he's going to be in there by himself. Mm-hmm. So we're figuring it out. Yeah. It's a beast. Yeah. Oh, the space heater. Yeah. Ugh. Remember that it was always freezing in my kids' room, and then I would turn on the space heater, and Adam would come in there and turn it off, and I'd walk in in the room in the morning and go, "It's freezing in here! I can't believe it's freezing here! Why'd you turn the heater?" His Sonny's head is all sweaty and wet. <laughs> like, kids, he's a mess. He's a puddle. He turned the heater off, but I'm cold. <laughs> You know what's funny? When you were talking about having the kids at Disneyland all bundled up like South Park, I was like, what if they were too hot? Like, you know, I I was feeling like, well, the kids can't tell you when they're too – I was constantly anxious that like, what if they're too hot? What if they're too cold? They can't tell me. Right. You know? Yeah, I know. I mean, they can. They cry. Yeah. Then you figure it out. But – they're the the two Why of them. Why can't kids be born with language? Yeah. To, to That's your how point, they should evolve. <laughs> to your point, he just got the word cold like recently, so he'll tell us if he wants a jacket. Go cold. Yeah, cold. Yeah. So that's and that's so helpful. Like it's. I know, but then you're like, oh my god, we spent the first two and a half years not knowing when you were cold. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> and then you cry for like three days, just going, my kid was cold all the time, and mm-hmm. they couldn't tell me. I know. That was always like we would fight over that the temperature of their room because in the in the in the summertime it would be so hot. And they'd be sweating. And so I would like, try to put the fan on, try to do this. It's like – but Adam never – Adam was like, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. And I I would – you know, they'd sleep in those onesies with the footsies. Yep. But then I'd cut the footsies mm-hmm. thing, the, the, the foot off uh-huh. so that they their feet could be out. <laughs> I know there's a lot and their feet get sweaty. And, and you feel like it's too – it's like they grow a little bit and you it almost fits. They can't wear the right. bigger one. But you're like, oh, I'll just cut the feet off and then they'll be able to stretch out yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Raise their arms. I don't know if you guys have dealt with this. But my son is growing in such a way where he'll grow vertically and then he'll grow in every direction and then he'll grow vertically. Again, so he's changed his diaper size like seven times in the I, past like nine months. He's big, right? Yeah, he's get, yeah, he's, he's gonna very be tall. He's gonna be tall. He's he gets he gets real thick, and then he gets long and lean, and then he gets thick again. It's like a like a it's cycle. So cute. It's, it's really adorable. Because how tall are you? Six five. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, he's really? gonna be tall like his dad. Thank God, though, because I, when boys really want to be tall, like that's their thing. He needs to stop about two inches under me, and that's not a vanity thing. If he wants to be taller than me, fine. But from a practical standpoint, six three gets you the chicks. You fit in a Southwest flight. You can pick a normal car. Six mm-hmm. five, anything taller. My uncle's six ten. Like it really, his life is like very Holy dictated shit. by that. He has wow. to think about that shit a lot. Oh, woof, yeah. He was wow. shopping for a car recently, and there was like four cars on the market that he could buy. I mean, 
Oh my there, there's God. more if you have an unlimited income, but if you have a budget that's like, okay, I have fifty grand for a car, there's like three or four you can pick that right. you'll fit into. Right. Yeah. Stuff. I get it. I mean being left handed. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta use a special scissors so I can totally relate. But you're right. Tall works pretty well with the ladies. That's yes, that's, it does. That doesn't hurt. Yeah. I mean Sunny's obsessed. I mean not so much anymore, but like when middle school it was like, when am I gonna get taller? All my friends are taller, all his friends shoot up and then he's still at the same height and Well tell Sonny I grew four inches in college. Oh, thank God. Okay, I'll tell him. Yeah, you can have late late growth spurts. My uncle did too. That's, yeah, that's just maybe that's just my family, but like people do grow. Yeah, they do. later. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, yes, this is a uh, this has been super fun. It's been really nice having you, Gary. Yes, yeah, Gary, thank you guys. I appreciate you. appreciate it. Loved we'll it. Uh, we'll get Kaylin back soon. Yeah, um, and just before we go, we just have like a couple of more shout outs. We got the bittersweet life. Um, which this is a a warm, funny, provocative show. It's it's hosted and produced by our, our friend Katie Katie Seawall, mm-hmm. um, and her co-host Tiffany Parks. She's a writer, and she's so Tiffany's the one who's lived in Rome for like the last sixteen years. So it's an international right. show. They they tackle a lot of big questions like: Is it too late to just go drop your whole life and go live abroad? Right. right. And the answer is no. So you should check them out. Um, also, Basic Becky. Love Basic mm-hmm. Becky. Becky Barris. She's with JustBasicBecky.com. She'll make you any T-shirt. You think of a fun saying, she'll put it on a T-shirt That's for you. That's right. Or you can look at the ones that she has and pick a funny T-shirt. All the T-shirts are super soft, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of different like styles. And she loves our show and she's inexpensive too. So go to JustBasicBecky.com or find her on Facebook at Basic Becky. And last but not least, Michaela Brennan gives us That's right. the shout Sweet. out for a charity. Yeah, you do one. Well, let's go back to I basics with her. Let's go to the let's do the Trevor project. There you go. That's a you good know, one. In honor of in honor of our um, Patreon this week, the right. Trevor project is a support for LGBTQ youth. Mm-hmm. It's a hotline. They mm-hmm. do a lot of things to like help kids that are having any kind of mental health problems, mm-hmm. um, LGBTQ kids. So trevorproject.org. Perfect. There yeah. you go. All right, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Love Gary. You. You're a parent now. Don't F it up. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com.